0: Earlier this week, I, I saw this picture from um, when we had the football field. And uh, I can't remember if I asked Brother David to help me carry the cross or if he just came and did it. But I know one thing. I was glad that he did because I was dragging that cross through the field and it got heavy. And in that moment, I thought of The scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And um, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. Somebody, when you get there in the King James, would you, if you're there, say amen in a KJV. You there, Brother Chris? Anybody there in the King James? Galatians 6, 2. You there, Monty? Will you read it for us? It says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens, and there you fulfill the law of Christ. What is that law? It's love. Brother David preached on it last Wednesday night. He said, if we can fulfill these two laws then we've done everything, the law of Christ. Here's what the Passion Translation says. It says, um, love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. Wow. (laughs) You see, a lot of us, if somebody has trouble, we usually steer away from them but that's when we need them the most we help carry their troubles you fulfill the law of Christ of the anointed one he's the anointed one and so here's what they say you're not beating them down because of their troubles but you're helping bear them and so there's a spiritual implication that we need to understand is you know a lot of times when you're bearing your cross it can be very troublesome can it? And we need help to bear our cross. We need help in our troubles, and therefore we fulfill the law of Christ. I want to read to you in the Greek what the word um, to bear ye means. Such a powerful, to bear ye one another's burdens. It says to take up with the hands. And I don't know if Adam is awake or asleep here, but um, the first Sunday night that last two Sunday nights ago, we were here. And um, Sister Tammy Waters had spoke a powerful word. We were washing feet, and I just remember sitting here, Sister Robin came, and she basically said, sit down right here. And She said, I was waiting on the men, and then um, Adam was about where y'all were. And I remember he just came up in and he grabbed my hands and he said, God sent me here to be an Aaron and a her. and hold up your hands. And so, brother, that's what you've done. And that's where you bear ye one another's burdens. You see, Moses' hands were weary and tired. Aaron and her, the Bible says, they took a stone, that's Christ, and they slid it under him and they said, sit down. But then they held up his hands. And so, bear ye one another's burdens. If, if we want to win this war, this battle that we're in, we have to help one another out. Um, Sister Stacy, I probably wouldn't have went and visited that brother yesterday had you not gave me a push in my faith you helped me yesterday thank you for that I'm sure she gives you that push you know and you have to have those people that aren't going to get in your ditch because I talked to a lot of people earlier that day that said I probably wouldn't go if I were you it's serious I said, you ain't got to tell me I know it's serious I need you to speak to my faith I need you to speak to my spirit man you know because that man's never going to die. That soul man is. That soul man's scared. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to go in there. It's a lot of responsibility. And I know that spearman's going to stand before Jesus one day. And he's going to say, why didn't you go? You know that day I appointed you. And He's in hell now because you wouldn't go. And so... God puts our back against the wall to bear you one another's burdens. In a lot of places, amen. I like this. To take up in order to carry or bear, to put upon oneself something to be carried. Can I tell you that Brother David had, whenever I, I could barely feel the pressure of that cross now. Because what was leaned back on me, he's now picked up. And do you know the reality when you bear ye one another's burdens, the person that is the burden bearer takes all the pressure of your trouble off of you. Now, it don't become theirs, but for a season. While you can... You can take a deep breath and you can breathe again. And then it's probably time for them. You see, Simon of Sirene, he couldn't go to the cross for Jesus. He couldn't be crucified, but he could help him get there. (laughs) You see, some people, we we can't. Whenever somebody helps us bear our cross, that was my cross, not Brother David's. He just helped me for a moment to relieve the pressure of that heaviness off of me. Somebody still has to fulfill your destiny. You're still going to have to bear your cross and die the death that Jesus has caused you to die. Nobody else can do that for you. And so but whenever you become a burden bearer then you will come along somebody and help them lift off that burden to bear what is burdensome to carry to carry on one's person to sustain to uphold or to support. And so the Lord just told me that probably one of the most important things right now that we can do and be for one another is burden bearing. We're living in hard times. Y'all know that? You must have people in your life that will help carry your cross. They can't carry your cross for you. But at times when that cross gets so heavy, I believe God showed me they'll do three things to become a help, a burden bearer to you. Three things. Maybe next Wednesday we'll catch up more on it. I know it's already pretty late. But number one, they'll be reliable to you. The second thing they'll do is they will relieve you. And the third thing they will do is they will restore you. That's what they'll do. Nehemiah chapter 4, if you're there, say amen. I believe this is where we're living right now, okay? This is very important that we just read this tonight. Y'all okay with that? I'm going to read about... um, Twelve verses, one through twelve. But it so happened I'm reading out the New King James. But whenever I get to um, verse ten, I'm gonna need somebody with a KJV to read that for me. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very what how do you say it? Indign- indignant, yeah, indignation. And mocked the Jews. What does indignant mean? Mad? Angry? Sir? Angry? Became very angry. And he spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Question mark. Will they offer sacrifices? Question mark. Will they complete it in a day? Question mark. Listen to this. Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned? Question mark. Now, Tobiah. What does Tobiah mean, Sister Leah? You shared with us yesterday. Sanballat and Tobiah both were enemies of the builders of God. Yeah. Sister Leah shared a powerful devotion yesterday with us, and so thank you for adding that. said, now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him. How many of you know the enemy's always in unity? The enemy's always in unity. Demons are always together. They're never divided. They're together. And so what do they love? A church that is divided. A people that are divided. I I shared a thing on Facebook. I don't know if y'all watched the Bishop Wallace preaching. He said, I see you, devil. He said, it's white versus black. It's whatever. He said, it's vaccine, no vaccine. It's mask, no mask. He said, it's the same gibberish. Whatever you want to call it, it just moves from year to year. But there's still division, you know. And and so the enemy's always, because they're unified. And so when the enemy moves in, they're in unity. And they look for disunity. And they look for ways in. And he looks for ways in when something is growing or maturing. How many of you know that? That's where the enemy, because, uh-oh, they're building. And they're fixing to restore and revive something that's been torn down. The city walls have been torn down. The gates have been burned up, right? And so now Nehemiah gets a vision. You know what Nehemiah's name means? The Comforter. He's a type of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Can I tell you, the Holy Ghost is always in the business to rebuild what has been torn down. The Holy Ghost sweeping through a nation will revive what has been burned up. Amen? Nehemiah is a type of the Holy Ghost, and he will always rebuild what's been torn down. Hallelujah. And so now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, whatever they build, listen to this, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Isn't that just like the devil? (laughs) Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out. From before you, for they provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people had a mind to work. Kind of sounds like building a new church, Brother David. (laughs) The Holy Ghost is going to build it, brother. And he's going to use some burned up, tore down, beat up folks in ways to do it amen now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah the Arabs, the Ammonites and the Astrodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored listen to this, and the gaps were beginning to be closed (laughs) they became very angry, oh my god let me tell you something church you start closing in the gaps like Jesus is doing tonight, that devil's watching, (laughs) Because then the devil says, well, that disunity now starting to close up and they're starting to become unity. I hear they're building a church over there in Brittany. Uh-oh, can I tell you, I believe that all hell just begins to release his little demons, Brother Michael. Watch out now, things just begin to look for avenues. I hear they're building... Four years ago, they dug one piece of dirt. Can I tell you, Jeremy Prochaska was with us when we dug that dirt with that little golden shovel. Can I tell you, this weekend, I got to stand with him in the middle of that, and he almost began to cry, and he said, we're standing in the promise. He said, we're standing in the middle of the promise. He said, I remember we both had hair. <laughs> Amen. He said, we both had hair. He said, one shovel of dirt. He said, now look at the promise of God. Amen. The promise of God. I hear they're building. I hear what they dug four years ago. Now is becoming a reality. They're closing in some gaps. Amen. They're closing in some gaps. Amen. Things are coming together. Hallelujah. He becomes mad. They became very angry. And all of them conspired together. There they are. There's that unity, Brother Michael. That devil coming together. They conspired. They came together. Listen to this. They came together to come and attack Jerusalem and create what? Confusion. <laughs> Didn't that sound like a devil to y'all? He comes to attack Jerusalem. Where's Jesus coming back to? <laughs> Where's his feet going to land at his second coming? <laughs> In Jerusalem. <laughs> Amen. I tell you what, I'd want to destroy that place too. I'd want to destroy God's chosen place and God's chosen people. He said, and create confusion. Listen to this. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. (laughs) Can I tell you, church, it's been in my heart. We didn't meet yesterday, but it's been in my heart to start an intercessory prayer team to begin to pray. 30 minutes and an hour before every service to begin to ask God to show you and reveal to you the glory of God for that house. God to begin to reveal prophetically what's going to take place. Are there angels? Are there demons around? Begin to call upon the things of God. Begin to war. And so that way, man, we just begin to walk in the glory of God. Amen. Amen. I know intercessors don't get a pat on the back a lot of times and you fight hell. But I'm telling you, God wants to raise you up. I'm telling you, and I want you to seek the face of God. And if you feel like that's you, I want you to come see me. I'm, because I'm ready to build. I heard God say this to me. The other, night, the other day in our meeting, I, I said this. I said, God said two things. Let's go and let's grow and let's build. I heard God say, let's go and let's grow and let's build. Amen. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to God, and because of them we set a watch against them day and night. Listen to this, verse 10. Then Judah, how many of y'all know that's praise? Somebody read this to me in the KJV. (laughs) So who did the enemy come to wear out? Judah said, the burden bearers are what? What happened? Their strength is what? Gone. It's decayed. It's it's gone. The Bible says that the enemy comes to wear out the saints. And if he can get you wore out, listen to me. Some of you get tired of carrying somebody else's load. Can I tell you that's one of the agendas of the enemy? Because sometimes you'll never know what you're lifting off somebody else so that they can keep walking with God. You never know. Amen. And so the first thing we can do, I can tell you, I loaded this old backpack down. It gets heavy. It gets heavy after a little while. Amen. I can tell you loads get heavy. Problems get heavy. Depression gets heavy, Brother Michael. Doubt gets heavy that thing gets heavy you know I can tell you brother that's heavy took that thing around a little while it gets heavy but can I tell you sometimes when you pick up the load off somebody else they're able to keep building they're able to keep going they're able to keep preaching they're able to keep praying they're able to keep walking and I'll tell you what the devil does you know how he wears out that burden and bear well look at you you're not doing anything Look at you. You ain't got no anointing on your life. Everybody else is. No, God said, I'm just got you right where I need you right now. If you only knew the anointing that you had. <laughs> if you only knew what I was doing in your life right now. The enemy comes to wear out the saints. The burden bearer's strength was decayed. And because the burden bearers, the brother Davids, who do you think the enemy's after? You may see my face. You don't really see his because he's lifting up the load. Who's the enemy after? Folks, I'm telling you, he wants the church to make her feel like she's failed and not doing anything. Make you question your calling in your life. Sometimes being a burden bearer and just carrying that load right there is the greatest thing that you can do. Now, does that mean that I get all the glory? You may not hear, but I'm telling you one day. One day. I'm telling you one day it's coming. I'm telling you, one day it's coming because one day that wall is going to be built. One day that church is going to be built. One day one day we just got to keep fighting church. You may not, you may feel all the pressure. You may see all the ickiness, but I'm telling you it's worth it. You may feel all the depression, but I'm telling you, you may be making a way where somebody can keep building. Somebody can keep building. Somebody can keep building. Just keep carrying the load. I know it gets heavy today. Just keep praying through. Just keep carrying the load. I know it's heavy tomorrow. I don't know if I can get out of bed. You can't on your own, but if you'll say, God, let me see through the pain let me walk through the depression God let me bear this load Jesus I need your help today let me walk so that they can be healed let me walk so they can preach let me walk so they can pray let me carry a burden so they can lead worship God put the burden on me so that they can go forward the burden bears sometimes it's hard this and sometimes you just have to. Sometimes it's hard to be and function when you're like this, something's always pulling you back. <laughs> you ever been there before? You see that little handle back there? That devil likes them handles. You know what he can do? Get you leaning back in the You know what he does? He'll pull you back, he'll begin. I told you, nobody cared about you. That's what he does. I told you they didn't think nothing about you. I can tell you, you carry this long enough, it'll wear you out. we got to have burden bearers. we got to have people that will help us carry our cross. People that will relieve us. Listen to this. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers, the burden bearers, is failing. And there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build. You see, it wasn't, but right before that, they saw the rubbish as part of the plan to build the walls. But now that the burden bearers are failing, now what do they see the rubbish as? Just a mess. (laughs) You see, you never under, when the burden bearers are taking the load off, guess what? You can see through a different perspective. (laughs) You don't see everything that you're bearing. You don't see the rubbish. Amen. You see it as an opportunity to build. But whenever the strength of those that are helping you, listen to verse 11, and our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. Don't tell me that enemy don't have an agenda. I'll get you wore out. I'll get that church divided I'll get that church to think well they don't really matter oh, look at all the problems look at all the problems I'm telling you we need burden bearers we need people that will help bear that cross because it gets heavy amen but the enemy wants to turn everybody and he says I'm looking for I hear they're building down there in Brittany. I'm going to stop it. I want them all to be heavy I want them all to take on these clothes. And I can just wear everybody. Brother David, he's got a lot on his plate with that new church over there. He said, I need y'all to pray for my mind, right? So guess what we had to do? We had to lay hands on him, pray for his mind, and lift that burden off of him because he needs to be able to go forth to think clearly. Amen? To think clearly, just get the direction of God. But... somebody would come along and say Brother David let me take that load off of you today what can I do for you today Brother David take your daddy fishing today just it's all right. just get all the new church out of your mind just go just take the load off I'll do it today can I tell you church that's where the strength comes that's where the strength comes I know there's not fame in that but one day one day One day there is. One day, I can tell you, brother, that thing gets heavy after a while. It's heavy. It's heavy. Can I tell you that bag's full of problems? That bag's full of yesterday's issues. Just pass her around, Leah. Come on, pass it around. Pick it up and pass it around to somebody. That's what God wants our church to do. Can I tell you, you're not always strong. I don't care how long you've walked with this God. You're not always strong. You don't always have everything together. And sometimes, can I tell you where strength comes when you can just realize and just confess, I don't have it all together. Can you just quit being? I'm talking. Can we just quit being religious at times and act like you got it all together? can you just be willing to take the backpack and say, guess what? Man, this joker's heavy right now. It's heavy. i heavy. I got things I wish could get out of here, but they can't. I just need your help to bear it. I just need your help to bear it. Burden bearers. The whole reason, Brother Michael, they couldn't build the wall was because the strength of the burden bearers fell. <laughs> Isn't that something? The problem wasn't with the preacher, the problem wasn't with the builder, the problem was with the ones that was helping bear the burdens of the builders. <laughs> See, the whole body comes together. The whole body joined together, tightly fit together, unity together, burden bears. You matter. The Holy Ghost put somebody on your heart. Don't just kick it out. Say, maybe I need to text them. Maybe I need to check on them. Maybe something's going on. Maybe the devil's fighting. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they're underneath the juniper tree ready to die. There's no telling. Verse 12, so it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. burden bears God's called us to be second mile Christians Matthew chapter 5 We'll dig some more into this, but verse 41 says, For whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him two. So the Jews were under Roman authority, Roman government. And so. The Romans would, like, lord over the Jews. They hated them. So, they would take this bag, and it's heavy, isn't it? I'll take it back. Brother Michael, come here. I'll use you for a minute. So... He's just going to take my load. All right, I'm going I'm to I'm be a Roman soldier then. You'll be the Jew, okay? So I've, I'm demanding you the first mile because it was the Roman. They were overruling the Jewish people. And so they demanded them, you're going to tote my bag. And so he made the Jew, so we're going to walk one mile, okay? A mile with that heavy thing. How many of y'all felt it? Pretty heavy it You know what most of the Jews did? See, here was the responsibility, was one mile. How many of us get one mile and we're tired? What do we do a lot of times? Just throw it down, because that's all I had to do. I'm done. I'm done. It's over. No, we're good. I'm done. But Can I tell you, this is a type of the law. A lot of us only do what's required we stop some of us never experience grace because fulfillment of authority never comes until you walk in the fullness with Christ you see many of us do the first mile but we just do it because it's my responsibility to do that but can I tell you everybody had to do the first mile (laughs) Every ha- everybody had to do the first mile, but a lot of us get there and we do what Brother Michael just did and we go back and sit down and say, well, I did my first mile. Come on. That church service went too long. After the first mile, some I know how some of you are. Well, it's too late. I, know. I ain't going no farther. And you shut down on the inside. You can be Responsible and do the responsible things but not be reliable <laughs> all I know is you're just here but that's all you are <laughs> I know that if I ask you to do anything else a little bit more nah. you do your part and that's all you're responsible and guess what you do you would even turn it back around on me and say well I'm there I submit. and I tell you You can do what somebody says but not be in submission. And there's no authority that comes to that. Can I tell you, my son, Lakin, is my son, and he's my responsibility. And it's his responsibility to look at me as his dad. Amen. There's a responsibility in that. But it doesn't mean that he has to submit to me. The responsibility is he lives with me. He's my son. But you know what, on the inside, he may be saying, I can't wait to get out of this house. On now. Can I tell you there's marriages that work the same way? Your responsibility is till death do us part, but you say, I can't wait till this year. You're responsible, but you're not reliable. Are you hearing me? So church is full of the same. Responsible. Well, I'm here. If you push me, I won't be. There. I'll go somewhere else. You're responsible. But you're not reliable. Are you hearing me? And so that's what many of us do. We're responsible for the first mile. So we do that. But many of us stop there, brother. And we never walk in the fullness of the grace of God. Very few second mile Christians keep going. Very few people get there and say, you know what? They look at that Romans soldier. They say, man, got you back. Let's go another. Let's go. (laughs) And you know what? Don't you know what that Roman soldier had to think? You know how many quitters have probably threw their bag down and said, I gave you all I'm going to give you? But I wonder what that Roman looked at that second-mile Christian and said, My God, he's willing to do this because he loves. (laughs) Don't you know that man's heart just probably melted in him? and said, There's something different about this man. Something different about this man, and I wonder if that man that was now ruling over him is now submit to him. Can I tell you, church? Whenever you become a second mile Christian, you become reliable, and you become a burden bearer for somebody else. Thank you, brother. Are you responsible? are only reliable. I looked up these two words. Responsibility is this, the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or having control over someone. The opportunity or ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. That's responsibility. Reliability is this, consistently good in quality or performance and able to be trusted. See, one, you have to do. The other, you do, and you do it well. And when you do it well, people look at you and say, man, they're very reliable. I trust them. So I ask you tonight, are you just a responsible Christian in the first mile? Or are you reliable in the second mile? Because nobody has to go farther. But I'm telling you, Jesus has taken us there. He's taking us there. Brother, would you just sing one song to close us out? Thank you all for being here tonight and your faithfulness to God. We'll dig more into this next Wednesday night.